0: I'm Dave, and I'm Nancy, and this is Middle Aged Wisdom,
1: where we talk about mistakes we've made,
0: lessons we've learned,
1: and sharing things we think are super cool,
0: so you can get closer to living your best life. Welcome to episode seven of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom.
1: Today, we're going to talk about uh, an awesome topic. It's one of our favorites because I think we're both so passionate about it. If you knew Dave well, you would know that he has a quote for everything. Everything? A lot of things. Yeah. One of his favorites, well, I won't say it. Okay, what's your favorite quote that I hear, not every day, but... at least a few times a week
0: i think you see it every day because we got it on the wall because i painted painted a picture of it but (laughs)
1: it's true (laughs)
0: uh the quote is this if you really wanted to you would
1: that means anything in life so it can be something small calling your loved ones more calling your parents visiting your neighbors it can be something larger like getting healthy eating better running a race um writing a book starting a business any of those things. It can be something from very small to very, very big.
0: Yeah. So really the idea there is if you really wanted to blank, you would So whatever you want to put in that blank, that's, that's what we're talking about. And it's really, to me, it's about excuses or understanding, being honest with yourself. If that thing you think of and dream about, is it really that important to you? You have to kind of decide that.
1: While we're talking today, we want you to think of your blank. What is Mm -hmm. your blank, right? So we want you to think of, is this small thing? Is it this big thing? It's usually something that you said, oh, I'll do it next week or I'll do it next month. I'll do it when the kids are grown. I'll do it when I retire, whatever it is. Mm
0: -hmm. I really, something I really should do, or it could be something you dream about doing. Right. And it's like, and whenever you think about it, for some reason, we think of our future self doing that instead of our present self. Right. Yeah.
1: And and maybe it's not moving to like Turks and Caicos and opening a fruit stand, or or maybe it is.
0: But it could be. Maybe hey, it is moving. But it, but it could be right. It if could be. There's somebody that has that job, and why doesn't it? Like why, why, why not you? Why not
1: you? <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about those steps that it takes to get to that um, big, hairy, audacious goal. We call it the BHAG. Hag. Um, that was in good to great.
0: Yeah, Jim, uh, mm-hmm. author named Jim Collins wrote a book called Good to Great. And I think it was either in that book or one of his previous books where he, he talks about that as it relates to business, but really good book. I highly right. recommend it.
1: Right. So, um, B Hag is Big Hairy Audacious Goal. And that is the goal that is the goal of the goals, right? The biggest one on the top of your list.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What? is that. And we're going to dive in deep. We're going to talk about some of the things that um, we used these steps for in our life. And then we'll kind of um, dial it back to you and we'll see how um, we can maybe give you some tips and tricks to get to your hag or at least a goal that you're trying to attain. So Dave, what would be um, your, if you really wanted to, you would, what was what was your thing in your life?
0: Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a few of them, but if I had to pick one and it's really This quote, reading it one day was really what put me over the top to actually follow through and do this thing, and it was that I wrote a book. I wrote a book, and I decided for myself, do I really want to?
1: (laughs) Right. Well, how many years, this did not happen overnight, right? None of these things that are worth it Mm -hmm. happen overnight. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to write the book?
0: Uh. eh. From the the time that the idea first popped in my brain to where it was actually a published thing, paperback sitting in my hand mm-hmm. that I could hold, uh, four years.
1: It's a long time, right?
0: It was forever.
1: It takes so. Like, just think about that for a minute. Four yeah. years. So, I mean, that's forty to forty-four. That's forty-four to forty-eight. That's 40, that's yeah. a long time, it right? Was. Yeah. And it takes so much perseverance. I'm sure. I remember times when you were really like. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, so speak to that, what what was that like?
0: Yeah, well, when you have something that's really ambitious and aspirational and you decide you wanna do it, there's definitely like this, this phase at the beginning where you're really excited about it and you are just diving into it. And I'll just say with the book, uh, the book I wrote, it was called The Effective Client. And you know, I work in the design and construction industry in the owner role and i I wrote about why it matters to be good at my job because it makes everybody else better at their jobs and so then i get better work out of them um but anyway so when i first thought of the topic it was really exciting i was talking to lots of people Mm -hmm. i was researching things i was learning i was like basically diving down and mining any category of curiosity that i could think of and it was all really exciting so it was this big learning experience but then eventually That's the fun part. And eventually the fun part's over and it turns into work really, really fast. Right. Yeah.
1: And then from that point, then you kind of feel like you get in this low spot. Like, should I keep going? Should I quit? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it worth it? Um, Mm -hmm. Do I really need to do this? Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of start talking yourself out of it probably, right? Like Mm -hmm. almost like this negativity sets in and you just don't know if you should continue it or
0: not. Yeah, like why am I doing this? And I I guess for me, I kind of went back to one the the reason for writing the book one was partially it was kind of two reasons one was i kind of wanted to see if i could do it you know it was like a personal challenge like am i capable of this sort of like trying to fulfill my potential as a human being do i have this in me but really you know that that was like my personal part but but the the giving part was i thought i had something that i really wanted to share with the world that it was that was like the selfless part it was like i really want to get this message out there because these things that I've learned, I think, are worth sharing with people. And so that's where, um, you know, kind of being rooted in that sort of purpose, sense of purpose, really kept me going. And honestly, I had some months where I didn't look at the thing at all. I had months where I would I would get into it. Uh, and it, you know, writing a book, the work is assembling sentences that are grammatically correct and creating a flow and assembling the whole thing and dotting the i's and crossing the t's and that's the part that's really really hard it's really hard right yeah it
1: reminds me of um i think i think this is pertinent information but it reminds me of running so when you're running and like you get to a certain point it becomes Um, You get excited and like it's the beginning stages and you're like, I'm going to run and I'm going to get to this goal and you kind of keep going. Like
0: we're talking about getting off the couch for six months and then starting to run. Right. And like
1: you kind of get excited for it and then you realize how hard it is. Yeah. to get going again and yeah. you're like mm, I don't even should I keep doing this Yeah. and there is a point when the momentum kicks in and, mm-hmm. and you start getting better and better and that's kind of like when you get maybe three quarters of the way down the book right Yeah. you're like I'm almost there like I almost got it I get to pick out the cover soon and I get to um, design it and put my picture on the back you know and yeah. then I get to get out to the world and then I get to hear people's opinions about it and yeah. you know all these like fulfilling things at the end
0: yeah you kind of get over this hump eventually but you, there's that period Period of these doldrums that are inevitable as as sort of the work sets in, the uncertainty of it sets in. Is this is this really worth doing? Is this going to amount to anything? And if you just fight through it, because so many people will give up at that stage with right. whatever it might be.
1: They say that all the time. I think I've written um, Instagram post about this, mm-hmm. just how. Uh, what what did Mark Cuban say? One percent of the people, it, it's why it differentiates the high achievers from the not, hmm. because um, only one percent will fight through that piece.
0: Yeah, the doldrums. It's kind of like with uh, with podcasting, which we'll come back to in a minute. But the one real quick thing I want to say is that there are lots and lots of podcasts out there, and the reality is most of them don't get past episode seven. and right. here we are at number seven, and we gotta. This is our promise to keep going, <laughs> to get past the doldrums. Right, uh,
1: exactly. And, and that's the thing is that sometimes you just need that, you need the momentum to kind of keep you going. And service, I think comes into it too, because when you have the root of what you're doing mm-hmm. as service, it makes it so much easier to pursue it, mm-hmm. right? When it's self, um, self-fulfilling, I self-serving. guess. Self-serving. Self-serving, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't give you, it, it's almost like not enough. But when you know that you're helping somebody, it almost gives you the drive and the momentum to keep going. And that's the part that I love about it.
0: Yeah, um, it's kind of like with this podcast, the the things we've learned that we're wanting to share is because of our sense of purpose, right? right. Yeah.
1: And that actually, it's a good segue because that, that would be mine, I mm-hmm. think. Like if mm-hmm. you really wanted to, what would you do? For me, um, our first podcast, Unexpected Answers, was targeted at our dental patients and they already know me, right? They know our staff, they know my business partner, they know us, right? And so it's almost like this audience where you know they're going to accept you mm-hmm. because that was our target audience was mm. to help them figure out things and and know what we do in our office and all that kind of stuff. And when we came up with the idea of doing a podcast for people that don't know us, mm-hmm. um, people that we've never met, people around the world, we thought it was a very daunting thing, but it's
0: more more vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. This is vulnerable right now. <laughs> it's
1: very vulnerable. It gets less as you go on. Uh, <laughs> it gets, yeah, you uh. to the point where maybe you don't maybe you don't think about it as much. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was um, it was very fearful. It's scary to do that to put yourself no. out there like that, but. Dave and I have been through so much as business owners and a couple, and um, we, didn't, we never got into this, but having our daughter, we've had so many trials and tribulations in our lives. We wanted people to know that it's okay to make mistakes, but also if they can learn from us, from the mistakes that we made, then that's a great service to people, mm-hmm. whether you're um, a dentist or a, a partner to someone or a spouse or whatever it is.
0: Okay, so let me interview you, Nancy. You <laughs> interviewed me about my book. Yes. Uh, what sort of excuses did you give yourself, or barriers, or steps as you saw them, as it relates to starting this podcast? What did you have to kind of overcome mentally? Because, and I'll just say this: because this this doing this podcast was Nancy's idea, and she kind of nudged me into. But this, she's been the driving force. So what? So what were the steps? But out? I
1: have to say that he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> number one for me I know I know this right off the top of my head it's time for me it was time yeah
0: yeah so you had the goal in your brain like wouldn't it be nice someday to do a new podcast like in five years
1: yeah maybe someday yeah right and we didn't expect it to happen now and then the quarantine came and the pandemic came Mm -hmm. and I thought well lots of time on my hands. I'm just well, yeah. making excuses now.
0: Yeah. Cause your office was closed completely for right. two months and not that you weren't doing plenty of things during those two months to kind of figure out how to reopen. But... Right.
1: But I wasn't doing it 24 hours a day. Right. Um, so,
0: so the time mm-hmm. excuse kind of got removed by COVID.
1: Right. So then that wasn't an excuse anymore. Yeah. We had the social pressure too. Um, I know when I was talking to my parents about it, Um, They're in their 70s and they they didn't quite get it, you know, like, what are you you doing? And you're not doing it for your patients. You're just doing it for the world. (laughs) (laughs) I said, yes, yes. I'm putting my message out there to anybody that wants to listen to everything we've done wrong and things that we've learned along the way. And he's like, "I, I just don't see where people are going to enjoy that.
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? And I think that's something I'd really want people listening to to take away from this is that if you think of something that's like a bigger goal, not just like a smaller thing but like a big one, you are likely to have to deal with some loved one around you like listening to you or anybody, I mean listening be a to a coworker. Yeah, somebody listening to you talk about it and saying, "Well, why why would you want to do that?" And <laughs> and people have a way of projecting their thoughts or themselves into your position and they might think, Well, why would I wanna do that? But it comes out as like, Well, why would you wanna do that?
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. But then I mean, my my whole family, they listen to us all the time. Yeah. And um and they all love it and they wait for the next one to come out and it ended up being something that they did eventually understand, yeah. but in that moment just didn't quite get it.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting about these sort of barriers that come up. They could be excuses that you make for yourself. It could be a sort of social pressure around you that all kind of chip away at your psychology and your motivation.
1: Right, right. Looking back now on that question that we had you think about in the beginning, what is yours, right? What's your blank? If Mm -hmm. you really wanted to, you would. Is it possible for you to carve out, what, like 20 minutes a day Mm -hmm. to get to this goal, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, um, maybe
0: a few hours a week in aggregate or whatever it is. Is there something that is your goal, one of those that could be achieved over time right. with that kind of time commitment?
1: And let me just, this reminds me of my job. Um, so uh, we hear this a lot and this is going to hit home for a lot of you.
0: And for her first listeners, Nancy is a dentist by trade.
1: Right. Almost every day, I have someone come in, at least one person, if not a lot. Sometimes it's more than others. And they'll say, you know what? I got really busy, and I stopped flossing.
0: So one of her patients will be sitting in her chair, and they'll say, I didn't have time to floss.
1: And I'm like, okay, okay, all right. Well, let's look at this, Um, flossing 90 seconds or so (laughs) to two minutes, if you're really doing a really great job. Yeah um i get it okay so they don't really want to right
0: they don't really want to and i have an admission for folks even though i'm married to a dentist
1: i don't floss that often. like he never does and it drives me crazy <laughs> and i will water pick and all floss and he won't do either and it, it, uh, anyways <laughs> i do a little bit but he just doesn't know. want to i mean that, i just i just don't want to
0: because i don't know it's not that fun but case in
1: point he just doesn't want to but i
0: will sometimes
1: And it's the same thing, I think, for patients. They, you know, they just don't want to. It's not fun. It's not, you don't get fresh breath at the end or anything exciting. It's just fighting gum disease. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. (laughs) But
0: but it's a good example of, like, somebody making an excuse and they're making time be the excuse. And the fact is they really just didn't want to do it. Right. And that could relate to one of your own goals is, are you using the time thing as an excuse or do you really just not want to do it, whatever that thing is? Right. Yeah.
1: I think, and I didn't didn't look this up, but I know average humans um, on social media, it equates to hours a day. Like if you add up the time periods, like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here.
0: Of people looking at social media?
1: Right. Throughout the day, Mm -hmm. it ends up being hours. So Mm -hmm. if you just took a snippet of the time on social media, you can probably have enough time to reach your BHAG goal.
0: Yeah. Because there's one thing that Nance and I have learned. If there's Whatever your highest priorities are, you'll always make time for whatever your high pri- highest priority is right. in life. Right. And if you take your, first, your your top two or three highest priorities in life, you'll make time for them. Right. And if they're not your highest priority, you won't.
1: I think that this too, this challenge of reaching this BHAG or just reaching whatever goal you have in your head, it's so much easier when you have a partner too. And it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a spouse because... I mean, let's face it. Sometimes there's a spouse that's super motivated and then there's this spouse that just isn't. And mm-hmm. you don't want to have a riff because of that. And, mm-hmm. But you also don't want to be stopped if you're the motivated one, right? Yeah. Um, and so that can be a friend. It can be a family member. Um, it could be a coworker. But you
0: Find a support group, right? Right, like
1: an accountability partner, mm-hmm. right? And it's so good to have that because I feel like once you write it down and once you tell someone and say it out loud it's almost like this inner, like innate thought in your brain that it has to come to fruition in some way, shape or form. And
0: and part of you is like, well, now I'm going to get asked about it by that other person. I don't want to have have to say like, yeah, I didn't do it.
1: It's, 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 you don't want to let them down. And mm-hmm. it, it's sad because if it was just within yourself, you can let yourself down for some reason. Yeah. But for some reason, you don't want to let someone else down. Yeah. Um, And that, I think that's just how our human psyche works. But um, it's so much better to just proclaim that to someone and, and voice it so um, it'll be easier to get there. So lucky for us, we are that for each other. Um, we got very lucky to have a partner in each other. and
0: To, to challenge each other, to try to Bring out the the best in each other, right?
1: I guess I would say that. I have an example. And I was thinking of this, and it was kind of getting me ticked off as I was thinking of it and how I have to re-say it now. (laughs) Um, But I was on the treadmill the other day.
0: I challenged her in a way that she didn't care for at the time.
1: (laughs) I was on the treadmill the other day. And I was in the basement and um, Dave was working upstairs and I had taken you know, a half hour or whatever to go run. And I was watching a movie that I had been watching and um, he comes downstairs and he says, oh, hey, um, I didn't even know you were down here. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what's going on? How's your day going? And I had already done a bunch of stuff for work. And so I was kind of catching him up with what was going on at work.
0: We were talking for a few minutes. It was like, you know, something right. less than 5 minutes but more than 1 yeah
1: and he looks at me and he says you know honey um you're uh, if you're able to talk that well you can go way faster <laughs> and i looked at him i sent a couple of expletives i showed him not my pointer finger yeah but a different one and I said, you need to leave.
0: It was done out of love.
1: <laughs> I was like, you just need to leave. And he's like, all right, all right. And he leaves. And then inevitably I pumped up the speed, like another 0.5, which kind of ticked me off, but I was also running off the anger.
0: You're welcome. Um,
1: <laughs> but um, all in all, I, I could have gotten faster. I was enjoying my luxury jog, <laughs> but he made me go faster.
0: Yeah, I think um, my intent by saying that was like, you're in better shape than you think you are. I think you could run a little faster based on, because sometimes when we've jogged in the past and we'll be having a conversation while we're jogging, if I don't hear what she's saying, cause she's breathing so heavy, it, she'll get really mad if I ask her to say it again, cause I didn't hear her. Okay. <laughs> and she'll get really mad. And this time she's just like talking like normal. I'm like, wow, you're going, you're talking really good. I think you could run faster.
1: (laughs) So annoying. (laughs) Anyway, so. So I was challenging
0: her in the right way, apparently, even though at the time it ticked her off later.
1: Pros and cons to having an accountability partner. I don't think I heard
0: you (laughs) say thank you though.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'll say thank you when I feel like it. Um, (laughs) Okay. okay, So let's dial this back. We're going to summarize this for you guys. So what are the steps for reaching your goal? Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing for me, I think is to think about the very initial step. Mm -hmm. This is tough for high achievers because high achievers think that that first step has to be crazy, has to be like ginormous, huge time commitment. And it's so daunting that you never get to it. So for the first step, just write it down. So for example, like for the podcast, for us, it was, we need to have an Instagram account, we need to have a Facebook page. And that was my first step. Right. And that that's easy. Right. It took me, what, like 10 minutes to set that up.
0: You might have spent an hour, maybe an hour between the two.
1: Between the two. And that was like my first week. Like that's what I have to do. Yeah. Right. So break it down like that. So um, let's go through another one. What like, would it be for eating healthy?
0: Uh, well, it'd probably be get rid of the foods around your house that are unhealthy. So you don't even have them around to eat would be right. one easy step. Right. Right
1: um the other oh waking up early that's Mm -hmm. a great one a lot of people are like oh i just don't want to wake up early um there are apps i have one on my phone and it um tells me when i should be winding down at night in order to get a good night's rest like shut off the any kind of blue screen and um and then in the morning time you know set your alarm early enough and put put on a song like now technology is so awesome there's apps and these new things and on If you have an iPhone, and I'm sure the other phones do it as well, but um, you can pick a song, any song. I always pick up a really pump up song to have my alarm go off to. Um, Do something that you love, so like you're excited to get up.
0: Yeah, when it came to writing my book, it it, you know the steps were really research the topic, and then incrementally write, then get to editing, and and all these things. And some of those were a little bit iterative, but what you know, certain parts of that were very consumable things where I could do these things in, in our increments here and there. Right. For sure.
1: Right. Um, Like multitask. If you want to call your loved ones more, do it in the car on your drive home. You Mm -hmm. know, when, when you have that extra time, when you're not doing something, um, working out that this one's a big one for me because I hate putting workout clothes away, but laying out an outfit Mm -hmm. because nothing is worse than folding up that outfit at the end of the night without wearing it I didn't wear it (laughs) (laughs) like that's bad
0: with the with the loved ones things or with friends I I actually have a uh, monthly reminder on my calendar and a list of people I should attempt or attempt to contact in some way in that month or or maybe schedule a lunch or just happy hour whatever it is I actually have a list and a recurring meeting uh, on my calendar to remind me
1: right and those people are like soul-filling people right Mm -hmm. like they give you something back and it's almost like you don't make the time but then when you get done you're so happy you did it and you're like oh that felt so nice it was so good to reconnect i had that with my girlfriends the other day and it was so good to have our happy hour on on, um our little skype that we did and it was it was so nice
0: yeah for me it's those people that i have to be intentional about connecting with but then when i do i'm just like
1: oh man i need to talk to that person more often jeez Right. They just like fill your soul. Mm -hmm. So on that note, we hope that we gave you some actionable advice. Mm -hmm. Go write down the goal and, and get know that it can be done. Know that you can do it. Know that you can do the steps that it takes to do it.
0: And remember, if you really wanted to, you would.